Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is June 9th. Today we are going to begin Alma chapter 9. Now Alma chapters 9 through 14 is the story of Alma and Amulek preaching in Ammonihah and everything that they do and see in that time. So we're going to start in Alma chapter 9 verse 1 where it says, And again, I, Alma, having been commanded of God that I should take Amulek and go forth and preach again unto this people, or the people who are in the city of Ammonihah. So there are a couple things I like about this first scripture. The first thing is, is that Alma makes clear his stewardship. Now, I've talked about this several times, but it seems like that is a very clear pattern that we see from the prophets of the Book of Mormon when they are commanded to preach repentance to a people. Anytime we have a prophet in the Book of Mormon who has to bring down the hammer and preach repentance, we see that they always start out by declaring the stewardship that they've received from God to do that. So I think that's interesting here that as Alma prepares to preach repentance to the people of Ammonihah, he makes it clear that he had been commanded by God to do that. Now, the second thing is Alma was also commanded to bring Amulek with him, which I love. Here's the beginning of companionships in missionary work, right? We see this two by two work happening, but this is not coincidence here. The Lord is trying to evoke the law of the witnesses as Alma is preaching to the people of Ammonihah. This has been a pattern for Heavenly Father from the beginning of time. This is why missionaries preach in two. This is why the prophet has counselors. This is why a bishopric is made of three or a stake presidency is made of three. Heavenly Father works in the law of witnesses. In 1995, Lauren C. Dunn gave a talk called Witnesses in General Conference. And in that talk, he says, The law of witnesses has always been a part of the Lord's work on earth. This law states that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. This witness confirms that certain events took place and that God-given doctrine and principles are true. That same witness is echoed by the members and missionaries of this church to every one of our Father's children. It is an invitation to learn of the doctrine, to fill the Spirit, and to be healed by partaking of the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the law of witnesses is an essential part of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. And here we see that law of witnesses being evoked. And it's especially important for these people, because if you'll remember the first time that Alma came to Ammonihah, he was alone, and the people reviled him and they kicked him out of the city. And so when Alma comes back, I don't know if they just didn't notice that he was with Amulek or if they didn't care, but as Alma wants to preach to them again, they say, who is God that sendeth no more authority than one man among this people to declare unto them the truth of such great and marvelous things? So they're like, what is God doing that he doesn't have any more power than to just send one guy to come and talk to us and to teach us about these big, important things that are going to happen? Little did they know that God had evoked the law of witnesses. The Amulek was there to tag team with Alma and to follow up and to testify of the truths that Alma was going to teach. It's such a neat example of how Heavenly Father knows before we know why he commands us to do certain things. Heavenly Father understood that the people would have a hard time listening to the witness of just one. 
So he prepared for that and commanded Alma that Amulek should come and to testify of the truths that he taught. So I thought that that was a really neat principle that we see here. Now, if you go into verse 7, we see what Alma's going to preach to the people of Ammonihah. Verse 7 says, And they stood forth to lay their hands on me, but behold, they did not. And I stood with boldness to declare unto them. Yea, I did boldly testify unto them, saying, Behold, O ye wicked and perverse generation, how have ye forgotten the traditions of your fathers? Yea, how soon have ye forgotten the commandments of God? Now, I love this so much because one thing that we're commanded to do in the scriptures almost more than anything else is we are commanded to remember. And if you take a look at all the different groups in the scriptures who are wicked and have fallen away, one thing that they all have in common is they have forgotten. Whether it's Laman and Lemuel and how they forgot about how Moses led the people across the Red Sea on dry ground, or whether it's people forgetting the deliverance of their fathers, or forgetting that Lehi was brought to the Americas from Jerusalem and spared that destruction, or if it's forgetting that their fathers were led through the wilderness. One common thread that we see in groups of people who have fallen away from the covenants of God is that these are people who have forgotten. Now, understanding that and seeing that pattern in the scriptures, it's little wonder why one of the most repeated commandments in the scripture is to remember. In 2007, Marlon K. Jensen gave a talk called Remember and Perish Not. And in that talk, he said, If we pay close attention to the uses of the word remember in the Holy Scriptures, we will recognize that remembering in the way God intends is a fundamental and saving principle of the gospel. This is because prophetic admonitions to remember are frequently calls to action, to listen, to see, to do, to obey, to repent. When we remember in God's way, we overcome our human tendency simply to gird for the battle of life and actually engage in the battle itself, doing all in our power to resist temptation and avoid sinning. I thought that that was such an interesting concept that Elder Jensen teaches us that remembering the way God intends is a saving principle of the gospel. And when we think about all these different groups in the scriptures who have fallen away from the covenant because they've forgotten It makes sense that to intentionally remember God and all that he's done for us would indeed be a saving principle of the gospel. Remembering God and remembering the blessings that he's given us, remembering the hand that he's had in our life and the times when he's been anxiously engaged and the times that he has been an active part of our life gives us power to overcome the hard things of the moment. If you remember in the book of Abraham, Abraham's father tries to sacrifice Abraham to false gods, right? So Abraham, in the greatest understatement of all the scriptures, Abraham 1.1, Abraham says, I, Abraham, saw that it was needful to obtain a new place of residence. You think? His own father just tried to sacrifice him to false gods. And Abraham's reaction is to say, I found it was needful to obtain a new place of residence. So he leaves. He takes off, and in the very next chapter, God commands him to return to the land of Ur. And he didn't want to do it. 
I mean, obviously, right? It was a difficult thing that he was being asked to do. He was asking to return to the land where his father was and all the different priests who tried to kill him. But God commands him that he should go back. And the response of Abraham as he was facing this really difficult commandment teaches us a lot about the power of remembrance. In Abraham chapter 2, verse 13, Abraham is talking to the Lord and he says, Thou didst send thine angel to deliver me from the gods of Elkanah, and I will do well to hearken unto thy voice. So essentially, Abraham tells the Lord, look, I don't want to go back. I don't want to do this, which you've asked me to do. But I know, or rather, I remember that you have delivered me in the past. I remember that your hand has been ever present in my life. I remember the times when you have blessed me before. And because I remember those things, I would do well to listen now. So my friends, when we are up against difficult things that we don't necessarily want to do, we can find strength and power in remembering the times when the Lord has delivered us, has blessed us, and has been anxiously engaged in our lives. And by doing that, we gain strength to listen to the Lord and obey. Remembering gives us power. Remembering renews testimony. Remembering strengthens our faith. Thank you so much for listening today. This has been Come Follow Me Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.